mentality rise and you know they're going through to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. You're all very welcome to episode number three of Come On Kind with myself, Martin Quilty and... And I'm Anya Fahey. Today we will be discussing matters with uh, All-Ireland final referee Liz Dempsey first. We will be speaking with Brian Dowling, the Kilkenny senior Camogie manager later on as well. And then we will be discussing matters for the club championships starting next weekend with Roisin Phelan, the intermediate captain of the team and she also plays with Conaghy Shamrocks as well. But first things first, we just wanted to uh, discuss a brief matter that happened on the podcast here last weekend um, that uh, a certain comment was probably passed uh, that may have been misconstrued in certain ways towards the Lockheed Shamrocks Club in County Antrim um, and we would like to apologise if any hurt or distress was caused to anyone about that comment. I spoke with uh, PJ O'Mullen, the senior camogie manager with Lockheed Shamrocks on last Tuesday and I conveyed my apologies to him as well. It was wasn't meant to bring out Lockheed Shamrocks in any kind of a bad light. We did certainly uh, commend their captain, uh, Lucia McNaughton, on a fantastic game that she had and an outstanding captain she is with Antrim. So if the perception was there that we were making Lockheed to be uh, a bad club or painting them in any kind of bad picture it certainly wasn't the case they're a fantastic club up there I know they're just after winning their third minor title in a row uh, during the weekend as well and we congratulate them on that so if any cause of hurt or uh, distress or anything was caused over that comment we certainly do apologise over that and wish Lockheed and the rest of the club up there all the best for the coming year but uh, right now um, we're going to just take a quick break and when we come back we will have Liz Dempsey on the phone all Ireland Mogi referee. Delighted to be joined on the phone now by All-Ireland Senior Camogie Referee Liz Dempsey from Kilkenny. Liz, you're very welcome to Come On Kind. I suppose first things first, what was it like being in the middle of a fantastic All-Ireland final between Galway and Cork last Sunday? Thanks a million, Martin. Thanks for having me on. Um, look, sure, it's an absolute privilege to be to get the call up and you know, to get um, to get out and referee it. Um, it's a huge day and I'm supposed to be part of it. To be able to say you were part of it, it's something that no one can take away from you. Um, I suppose you've been there, you've done it and you've been part of, um, in this case, you know, an absolutely brilliant game of Camogie. Yeah, I suppose in other years, everyone that was coming out of it, including after Kilkenny losing all earns, they were talking about the refereeing and how bad it was. But this year, not one person that came away from it, and even all the pundits in the whole lot, was actually praising the refereeing performances by everyone, including yourself. And you added to a great spectacle. So it must be great that everyone was actually talking about the match rather than the referees after a final. Well, that's for sure. You know, it's, it's not too often you come away from a game, and especially, as you said, from Co Park in the last few years, where the referee was the topic of conversation. So to come out last Sunday and as you say, all the all the good comments, you know, it it adds to it, and um, you know, I'm delighted it just went so well on the day. Take it through, I suppose, the process. A lot of people might not understand. I know in the GAA, the referee for the other and final gets a phone call to say that you've been appointed. No, first of all, is he available? I don't think anyone that gets a phone call for an other and final is going to say that they're not available. Um, so obviously, take us through the week of it. So who gave you the phone call to let you know that you've got it and then the process of going forward then um, coming up to the all and final what you have to do i.e. going to Crow Park maybe for uh, seminar sessions with umpires etc. Yeah so as you say uh, about a week and a half out from it I got the call from Caroline Halton who is the Fixtures Administration in Crow Park asking to say that I was appointed for the game and as you say was I available and of course I said I was. So and uh, then I suppose once the news breaks and it goes out, you know, there's a lot of good wishes come your way. And, you know, there's a big buzz there. And it probably leads up to, you know, the week leading up to then probably flies into the game because, you know, all the, the calls, as I say. Then on the Thursday night, before the All-Ireland, were brought up for a briefing, which would be with Dickie Murphy and Owen Elliott, which is the head of the referees. Dickie Murphy is head of Hawkeye. He goes through Hawkeye with us. That would be used on the day, the different, you know, if you need it, how you call it or whatever and then Owen just goes through I suppose what's expected of you and you know just goes through a few of the rules and 
and then you go for a meal, which is nice too because you meet up with your officials for the day and, um, you know, it's a relaxing evening. Yeah, and I suppose on that as well, Owen is the, the new head of the referees, obviously in Crow Park. He's refereed a numerous uh, All-Ireland finals. Um, so it must be great for him to be on the other side. And maybe like you, I mean, you're the last female official as well to referee an All-Ireland final in Crow Park. And the senior one, I think you nearly have to go back to Owen Carney's days. I think back in the 2009 final, it was before that a female official has actually refereed the senior final. So it must have been a great honour to get the call uh, from Caroline to say that you've actually been appointed to referee the senior final. Absolutely, you know, it's, you know, it's a great feeling, and I suppose, you know, being from Kilkenny, I suppose that's that's the joys of coming from a, a strong Camogie county. You know, the girls have been in the last numerous All Irelands, and you know, they were probably heading for this year's one too, only for Cork Pipton at the post. So, I suppose a bit of relief too on my own behalf because I've done the, the Premier Junior, I've done the intermediate now I've done the senior so you know it's probably a momentous occasion to get all three of them in Crow Park and I've been very lucky that was my fifth All-Ireland to referee in Crow Park so I suppose it's the pinnacle of any referee's career to get there and as you say Una Carney would have been the last female referee in 2009 and I think the last Kenny woman would have been um, on the end of the you know and McCormick Helene McCormick back in 1978 so you know, it's probably a, a, a good day for Kilkenny Camogie too. Yeah, it's a long while to wait for a referee from a county to get to do another All-Ireland final. But as you say, I suppose in one way, every referee's dream is to referee an All-Ireland senior final above in Crow Park when you start out refereeing. Now, maybe that wasn't the case with yourself when you started first, but when you went into the county level, as you say, you've done everything across the board, including the senior club final, um, which was a great achievement to get as well. But when Kilkenny are doing so well, do you kind of feel on the, oh God, if Kilkenny gets the final now I have no hope of getting to the, the senior All-Ireland final this year or is it just a case of as it was this year just biding your time doing the games all throughout the year and when the chance comes then grabbing it with both arms Absolutely look you don't I wouldn't begrudge and you know uh, the girls have been going so well and I suppose they've been unfortunate that they haven't won more All-Ireland but look that's just the joys of it and uh, as you say when you come from a county like Kilkenny you just have to bide your time Take every game you get, you know, don't refuse anything and the day will come, I suppose. And, uh, you know, thankfully last Sunday my day came and look, if I never get another one again, so be it. <laughs> oh, well, I don't think that's going to happen now the way things are going. Um, but just take us through the, the day then, Liz, in particular. I suppose you have your officials, you know, you've been using the same umpires, I think, throughout the year. You know, you have John and Paul and Ashlyn and uh, Brian Owen that's there with you as well. So I suppose the first thing was first is to ring them, tell them that you've got the All-Ireland final. And is it the same then as the GAA that you might be put up overnight uh, before the big match and then all travel together? Or what's the story then on match days? Yeah, no, as you say, the lads have been with me since I started. I started Intercounty back in 2012 and they've been with me on the journey since then. So I know I had um, Smiley Pender and Vinnie Joyce there along as well, but the lads have been continuously travelling with me. So it's you know, great to get it for them as well. And, um, you know, they were delighted to be part of the day as well. You know, it's great, I suppose, that you have your team of umpires, you know, that you can trust and depend on, you know, um, you know, you suppose you depend mostly on them rather than your sideline officials. You know, they have the calls to make and when you have a good team in place, it makes my job a lot easier too. Um, you know, we travel up on the morning of the game. You know, we're not put up the night before or anything, so we just travel up the morning of the game and we actually got in last week for the intermediate game, so we're there around two o'clock and then we head in. We have to get uh, wired up and everything for Hawkeye and, um, yeah, you know, you have your time there, you have to be back out we, last week we had to be back out for 10 to 4 for, for the game so you know once you get there I suppose the time just flies by everything you know everything is time from there and um, so that's the, that's the story of the day I suppose your final last Sunday as well was a bit unique compared to last year's final that the crowd was back albeit that it seemed to be a small crowd but the noise of it I mean we got the most of the second half coming back on the radio and it was like if there was 80,000 that was actually in Crow Park the noise that was made was unbelievable so when you're in the middle of the field and you're looking at the game and you're concentrating and the whole lot of what's going on do you actually get to realise the crowd and the noise that's around you or is it just like tunnel vision that you're just concentrating Concentrating on the ball and the players, are you able to soak in the atmosphere in Crow Park? Yeah, well, I suppose when you go out first thing, you know, there's a 15 or 20 minutes, you know, gap before throwing. You probably soak it up then because once the ball is thrown in, you know, your main focus is on the game and getting the calls right. 
Um, but as you say, last Sunday, you know, the atmosphere, it was it was great to have the crowds back in Core Park. You know, I done quarter final last year down in Porky Cueve and you know, it's just an eerie feeling. You hear every everything that's been said and you know it's it's not the same at all. So last week the crowd did add to the to the occasion. But then again, once the ball is thrown in, that's it. You know, even last week with the noise, it was even hard. You know, players were calling for balls, but you you could hear nothing. You know, you I suppose you couldn't even hear the managers on the line last week whether they were given out or not. You know, you just could hear nothing. I suppose since you said you started intercounty refereeing, the support and everything that's there now for referees has come on leaps and bounds. Like the fact that uh, there's new gear being got. You know, you now have seminars of video clips of what might be wrong on a day or what you might have done right and the same as well as our new assessors going to most of the matches as well so how have you found the support system when you started refereeing and compared to we'll say the pinnacle of your career which was last Sunday in the Senior All-Ireland Final Yeah as I said I started back in 2012 and you know I didn't you know there was none of the, the support or you know we never heard of Reverend Assessor you went you done your game you know, and it, um, but then as the years went on, uh, the, you know, the great Peter Downey, God be good to him, he took over the referees and he brought it to a new level between support and assessors. And, um, you know, the assessing, some referees don't like it, but to be honest, I found it great because, you know, from game to game, you're learning. Um, you make a mistake or you're, you're slipping up in one area. In one game, you know, you go out and do it the next game. And if you can rectify that, you know, you're learning. And, you know, the support from the assessors is absolutely brilliant. As you said, we have briefings, we have seminars. With you know, the last year, year and a half, it was Zoom calls, but um, every little bit helps. And you know, other referees, you know, chipping in with their side of it. And you know, it's great the support system that's in place now for referees. Yeah, I suppose I've been on the other side of the clipboard as well, assessing a couple of referees this year. Um, so you can see a different light of view from uh, I actually done, I think it was Owen Morrissey in um, a minor match above in Carlo there during the year. And like yourself, Owen was actually delighted to probably get the bit of feedback um, of what he can improve on and the whole lot. But you say a lot of referees don't like the feedback. So for yourself, is it a case, well, actually the support is there and the feedback is there to try and help the referees and it's not actually there to criticise anybody on their day. It's just to try and improve the standard of refereeing, would you agree? Absolutely. You know, as as the assessors say themselves, you know, they're just another support. They're not there to criticise the referees. They're there to help you. And, you know, if I suppose you're not willing to, to learn and, and to to get the help that's there for you, well, I suppose that's, that's your problem. But as I say, I find the assessment absolutely brilliant. And, you know, you can pick up a phone and ring an assessor if you have a problem or if they send you a report and you're not happy with it or whatever, you know, you go through with them and, and they guide you along and, as I say, bring you on for the next game. And you won't go out and make the same mistake the next day. And if you do, well, then there's a problem because you're not learning. Well, I know an idol of mine is Nigel Owens and everyone knows him as the famous World Cup referee from Wales. And I've always followed him on Twitter as well. And no matter what he's doing, he could go out and referee the World Cup final on a Saturday evening and go out then to his own club or a club next to him and he'd be doing an under 12 game or some sort of a youth game and you're actually the very same to be fair like I mean you could have done the All-Ireland final last Sunday and you may have been now I can't say for definite but you could have been out doing an underage game then on Monday as if nothing was after happening the day before and you give the same commitment as you were after giving to Cork and Galway the day before in Crow Park as we say you might have been refereeing a game in Gordon or Danesfort or somewhere the following evening and maybe a lot of people People mightn't have even understood that you were refereeing the, the Camogie final. So how do you feel? And I suppose now with the club scene starting next Sunday, you'll be back out in action again now. Absolutely. Look, I suppose it's like a play, when you play, your club is everything. And, you know, without the club scene, I wouldn't be where I am today. You know, the support from each and every club in the county has just been phenomenal. And, you know, you just go out and you try and help and give something back to them. As you say, for refereeing an honour on Sunday, I have no problems going back out and refereeing an under twelve or whatever it is on a Monday evening. You know, it's all part of it, and I enjoy it. Um, as you say, next weekend the club championship starts. You know, if I'm appointed, I'll go out. Um, next weekend actually it won't be because I've been invited to the Cooley Mountains to referee the long puck. So something different again. But look, I just take every game as it comes and enjoy it. Well, no, actually, that's a new one on myself because I know that Jerry McGough from Dublin, who was uh, on the line for some of your games during the year as well, often does it. Um, normally, it's held above in Hoth for the Leinster Championship, which I've been at a couple of them, um, and they're great fun in that. But what exactly is the role of the referee when it comes to the All Ireland uh, puck father? 
Well, that's a very good question. I need to find that out within the next couple of days. <laughs> to be honest, I have no idea. I think it's, you know, when they're taking the puck that they don't break the line or whatever, or that they don't take um, too many, they have a certain number of shots that they have to take, that they don't go over that. Well, you can certainly say that you've definitely refereed all kinds, including the puck for the finals when it comes to it, and that can go on the CV. I take it the red and yellow cards can be left at home ne- uh, next weekend, so when I, you're up in the coolies. I would think so. I would think so. I wouldn't think the likes of Eve Murray or Randy Dawes would appreciate a red or a yellow card up the mountains. <laughs> ah, well, hopefully, and you will enjoy it, and hopefully the weather will be good as well for you. But, Liz, uh, thanks a million for joining us here on Come On Coins. It has been a pleasure to uh, talk with you. There's probably other things that we could go into as well, but we don't want to get us in trouble and we don't want to get ourselves in trouble um, <laughs> either. But even though Kilkenny hadn't got our senior girls in the All Ireland final last year, we certainly had a team from Kilkenny in the All-Ireland and yourselves and your umpires done the county of Kilkenny very very proud added to a great spectacle and as I said earlier when nobody is talking about the referee coming away from an All-Ireland final you know that you've done the job brilliantly so well done on a fantastic game last weekend continued success in the future and thanks a million for joining us here on Come On Coins Thanks a million Martin thank you that was Liz Dempsey of course All-Ireland final referee from last Sunday and what a game it was and Liz certainly added to that spectacle we will be back very shortly when we will be talking to Brian Dowling the senior uh, Camogie manager and he will be discussing the club championships coming up next weekend We are now joined uh, on the line by Kilkenny Senior Camogie Manager, Brian Dowling. Brian, you're very welcome to Come On Kind with myself and Anya here this morning. Um, first things first, I suppose, reflection uh, on the year. It's been a couple of weeks now since the All-Ireland uh, semi-final, getting ready now to go into the club championships now next weekend. But I suppose you've had time to reflect on things. So your overall feeling about the, the day against Cork? Yes, well, thanks for having me, lads, first of all. Um, oh, yes, look, for three weeks now today. Um, it's been a tough three weeks, to be honest. Um, it's just, you know, to get so so close to getting back to Northern Ireland final and yet so far losing the semi-final is very tough. And, you know, we had chances to win the game, even though we probably didn't put in the performance that we, we probably wanted on the day, especially in the first half. So just disappointed that we didn't get back to the Ireland. That was our goal all year. Um, I mean, up in, in Crow Park last week, obviously supporting intermediate girls and, and watching the senior game, you know, it, it even hit home. It's even harder to, to be watching the game up in the stands rather than being involved in the sidelines. So, look, it's disappointing. But, you know, again, I said after the game, um, you know, these girls have given absolutely everything um, for the last couple of years for this team. And, and I've been involved. And, you know, it's just, I suppose everyone is just disappointed if we didn't get back to the All-Ireland. But um, we just have to move on from it now. And I suppose at least the All-Ireland is over now. We can kind of put it to bed a little bit, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. But I suppose in the light of it, it wasn't a bad year. I mean, you still came away your league champions again back in 2021, earlier on in the year. Um, the split season is now there, so you're going straight from the league into the championship. Um, and you know, the fact that you did get to an All Ireland semi final again, I mean, I think it's nearly the sixth or seventh one in a row. Um, and that team is going for a very long time, in fairness. And as you know yourself, it's so hard to keep up at the top, Brian. The amount of I suppose, commitment and work that everyone has to put in. Nearly getting back to Crow Park for their sixth All-Ireland in a row would have been a phenomenal uh, performance. Um, you know, but the the expectations, I suppose, of teams staying at the top is not really there. So still in all, it wasn't a bad year for yourselves. No, it was, look, it was a good year. So winning the league was, was great, especially being up in Crow Park. You know, um, it was that extra kind of special, you know, winning up there and getting back as I said, to the semi final. Look, again, a few small things and moving back in the other end. Fine, we lost two games all year and both of them were by a pint, you know, and could easily won both of them games. So, look, there's not between the top teams in Camogie. I think everyone can see that from the outside. You know, even final last week, Carl could easily have won that game as well, you know, and just there's not between the teams. I suppose we got that little bit of luck last year. We kind of had that bit of hunger from the girls, had that hunger for maybe losing the last couple of All Irelands you know, maybe that thing maybe wasn't there this year um, as much. I don't know. But look, I suppose when you lose, you kind of overanalyze everything. And you probably look at things that aren't even there. You know, but look, it's I suppose we're, we're we're very close to it, and you know, again, the girls aren't far away at all. I suppose your mind then switches off from inter-county season and as we come and we start now with the, the club championships uh, that's coming up and starting next Sunday, your focus now is going to be on that? 
Yeah, looking forward to the club games. I thought um, last year was brilliant. The championship, you know, all the all the games. I suppose that the frustrating thing is that the games are all on the one time. You know, I know there's a, an arrangement with the GA for pitches and referees and stuff like that. It'd be great if there were. It could be spread out a little bit more. That people could get to, you know, at least maybe two games on the on over the weekend would be brilliant. You know, um, I thought the standard last year was excellent. It was a great championship, and I know the weather was probably um, a lot suited teams. Maybe a lot better it was on the middle of summer last year, and I know it's difficult for for clubs to be trained at the moment and the lights going in the evenings and maybe it's tough for pitches and stuff like that but um, you know you said already but split season I don't know that's not confirmed yet but hopefully the Cowboy Association will, will use their heads and you know play the inter-county whatever first but give the clubs the proper time um, you know to play play the club hurling at, at the proper times. you know that's what the players deserve And Brian I suppose um, going into the club championship now you're obviously going to be looking at girls that are currently on the panel and making sure that they're performing well but for girls that maybe aren't in there and haven't been seen yet what are you kind of looking for in new blood to kind of breed into this team yeah sure because well, on you're just looking for players that, that, that are able to step up to, to that level you know we've, we've had a lot of turnover in the panel the last couple of years um, we brought in nine new players last year so you know again the, the key you know myself and John Scott was this year was just to, to give players a chance to come in and, and to be part of the senior panel but to play games with the intermediates and you know that worked really well this year and you know, again it's just looking for players I suppose um, the obvious things you know that they can that could strikers as a ball and you know looking for play, players with speed I suppose is a big thing as well um, but look good attitudes and good work rate you know that's definitely things that, that we need that, that players at Intercounty need to, to be able to bring on to the level you know, we have all the you want but that's not that work rate and that attitude and you know again I think that kind of stands out in club games as well and there's maybe a good leaders on, on the club team so that's all <laughs> And I suppose you must get to see some serious encouragement from the minors winning the All-Ireland. Like, you know, there'll be a couple of those girls probably in the plans for the intermediates and seniors. Like, do, do you feel that there's a, a good amount of them that will be able to progress and develop onto the next level? Yeah, look, the minors were, were fantastic this year, you know. Um, the All-Ireland final was very impressive against Cork and the win against the All-Ireland semi-final as well. Um, you know, I did a, a session with them during the year. Um, and I, I was blown away by how good they were to be honest um, the hurling was, was just really really good and, and their, the work rate everything was excellent so yeah look again it's, 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 it's like anybody you know whatever age you are if you're, if you're old enough you're good enough and we were looking at players from, from all over the county I suppose and you know if they're good enough they can they can easily be called in be brought in Tiffany Fitzgerald and Keira O'Keefe last year straight from the minor panel and you know look we, we kind of sat down we, we spoke with the under 16 and minor management at the end of last year and we kind of had a structure in place that you know, you go from 16 to minor to intermediate to senior but look again there's no reason my players can't go straight to senior panel and be on the intermediate as well they said if they're, if they're good enough and they perform well for clubs in the next few weeks you know, there's no reason anybody can't be called in I suppose Brian when you're looking at it as well that the skillful player is always going to be there and it's great to have it but with the small bit of physicality that's now coming into the game as well has your focus now changed on someone will say uh, the likes of possibly Michaela Keneally or that that we've had in uh, during the year that'll just put their body on the line and just get stuck in no matter who they are, you know, and maybe you're looking at a, a potential more physicality uh, of a player, you know, that's able to put her body about or put her head in where she wouldn't put her hand. Does that kind of slightly change your focus with the rule changes this year? I think it's was the important thing is that you have a balance on the team, you know, you can't have six small nippy forwards, you know, that you have to have a balance there, you have to have that physicality, like, you know, and that's probably something we've looked at over the last year. Um, you know, again, you need both types of players, you know, you need that fast skills of there, but you need somebody, as you mentioned there, McKay, that very much, you know, somebody who has that physicality to the far line that, that can, you know, control themselves around and, and you know, help out with the maybe the smaller players, the smaller quite um skills of players. So look it's important. Again, I think both of them are needed on the team and you know, the game has definitely changed the physicality even last Sunday. Um, all Ireland final, go back to last year's All Ireland final, you know, they were really physical games in terms of Liz, I thought she did a great job, she let it go um, well last week. And look, you need physicality in the players just have to be in the gym now they have to be the strength condition has just gone to another level you know they were doing it a couple of years ago but I suppose they weren't being able to use it in games because it was just freeze after freeze after freeze but that's definitely after changing now and I think players know now that they have to be physical and they have to get to that level if they want to reach the top of their game I suppose the uh, sorry Brian I suppose the fact that uh, 
you've now two northern teams in the final as well and we can see from Antrim uh, as well last weekend they have a running game that a lot of teams seem to struggle with you know you had the likes of Down uh, almost beating Waterford last year in the first round of the championship you know they've done the same thing they put it up against Dublin and the whole lot so is the the form and the I suppose the tactics now uh, changing that small little bit like before it was great that as you said you had the two nippy little corner forwards you were able to get the balls into them um, and the whole lot so I suppose the fact that you have yourself and the management team now going out and looking at all the grades uh, it is a pity as you say that all the matches are on the same time but I'm sure that you have it broken down into group games that you want to have a look at certain teams or certain girls that you might have on the fringe at the minute to potentially come in then for the start of the league campaign next year yeah, so look, I suppose, yeah, Antrim were very impressive last Sunday. First of all, you know, they, they did play a running game. They're fast and, you know, a couple of fast forwards, you know, they're definitely very good off the shoulder. And again, look, it depends what kind of team you have yourself. You know, you have to play to your own strengths. Um, I suppose there's no point playing a running game if you haven't got fast players, or, you know, there's no point in the ball in heights full forward line if you haven't got um, the players in there to win the ball. So it depends on your own team. And look, again, we're trying to evolve all the time. We're trying to play in a certain way. But again, we'll be looking at things and see what we can improve on, you know, um, over the last year, what, what teams we can do better, you know, and very lucky that, you know, a brilliant set up there which Tommy and, and Pat, Ray and Philly, you know, they're absolutely brilliant in the work they put in. You know, I think Tommy is one of the best coaches around and we're very lucky to have him in the Kenny Camogie. And you know, again we just have to look at different things. Um but again it's sort of the key thing for us is to focus focus on ourselves and not to be, you know, trying to change our game too much for other teams and just try to get the best out of ourselves, you know. Um I suppose we kinda of can get caught up at times that we look at what the winning team has done and then we try to change everything done the year before. So there's definitely a couple of tweaks and changes need to make um, to improve things but that's you know, whether you win or lose it and you have to do that every year and you have to keep evolving and you know, I think that's important and again as I said going around to the club games it's, it's you know we're looking for different players and some physical players some fast players you know and, you know, you mentioned some players there that are on the fringes it's, it's important that you know definitely looking at them and, and see can they step up to the market because some of them are very close to it and um, you know again just getting them in for the year training was, was vital for us and, and you know it's very hard to push push on your first year in some players take two or three years to, to make the breakthrough you know to go up to that level that speed so it'll be interesting to see how they go in the next few weeks in the club I suppose you have a good few weeks coming up now as well to the 17th of November to the, the finals day um, lots of matches in between between the senior intermediate and uh, the junior setup. so I suppose you were at a lot of the matches as well last year you were at the uh, the county finals as well so I'm just going to start with senior without putting you on the spot too much Um where do you feel that the potential winners come come out of first in the uh, Michael Ling uh, Motors Hyundai Senior Championship this year? Um, yeah, put me on the spot there, Martin. Thanks. Um, I look, sir, it's, it's, I don't know if it's hard to look past uh, Thomas, and I suppose we'll have to be the favourites again after winning it last year, you know, and they have a very strong panel, um, very strong team, you know, a few minors playing there as well. So they'll be definitely there, thereabouts. Um, you know, I think Dixborough will probably gave them a great game last year and the Thomas Town probably was Thomas Town's toughest game um, you know so there won't be anything in, in that you know I think the Dixborough probably will have the maybe the hunger um, back again from, year, from maybe last year you know so they'll definitely give, them a, give it a good rattle and still time I suppose depends on maybe their injuries you know with Casey Power still not um, you know knee, knee injury is the knee is still um, Katie's still struggling with the knee injury at the moment as far as I know so it's, you know if she's not playing for Piltown it should be a massive loss so um, oh look there's definitely those other teams you have Anya there with, with Tullerone and you have Young Ireland um, don't try not to leave anybody out um, you know Freshly they only got to the final last year well obviously and, and Dalton's not playing this year so she'll be a massive loss so again look I suppose you'll, you'll see after a couple of group games it's probably easier to tell you know it's hard to know how clubs are going I haven't seen them playing obviously this year so I don't really know so I'm just going on last year and you don't know whether players have come back from last year so it, it's hard to know but I suppose if I was to give you one I suppose Thomastown would probably be the team to beat that's for sure OK and moving on then to the Shaw's Department Stores Intermediate Championship uh, then as well there's lots of teams in it um, some joint up teams as well and as I know Emerald St Anne's got to the final Connie he had a fantastic victory over them as well last year they are now gone up to the senior level so at the Intermediate who do you fancy this year? Sure, hopefully your Lockings um, would be the team to step up this year. Um, but look, again, there's a lot of uh, a lot of good teams in there. The village after coming up, and you know, Emerald has been in the final last year as well. I'm sure we'll, we'll want to get back. So, 
Um, you know, I have to. I suppose Paul Stone, I think, have, have beaten a lot twice last year as well. So with Claire Thormer, Marion Bamrick on board as well, they'll be very strong. And um, you know, uh, so I think I suppose I, I'll give a lot to not there. We won't put too much pressure on him. Oh, well, pressure is always good and it always uh, helps the teams to focus a bit as well. Um, then I suppose the, the latter one, then you have the Ivor Produce uh, Junior Championship. I suppose the Munkine were the unlucky ones last year. They came up again a very strong James Stevens team. As you said, they are now gone intermediate. Um, so where do you see the potential victors coming from in this grade? Yeah, again, a lot of good teams in junior as well. Um, I suppose again, the team that stands out for me, you just mentioned there, is Moonkine. Um, you know, I was very impressed with them last year in the in the county final against James Stevens, and you know, I think James Stevens were after losing the year before, so they were kind of really, you know, really wanted to get back up and, and win that game last year. So I think Moonkine can maybe learn from that game, and, and you know, I think they'll be the team that will come up intermediate this year. Well, certainly interesting thoughts there from yourself. Uh, I know you'll have a few busy weekends ahead with yourself and the rest of the management and we certainly wish you all the best of luck for the upcoming season as well next year and thanks a million for joining us here on Come On Kind as well Brian No problem thanks lad That was indeed Brian Dowling Senior Camogie Manager When we come back we will be discussing the in-depth uh, reviews of next weekend's first round games with intermediate captain Roisin Phelan and as I said earlier Roisin plays with Conaghy so we'll be interested to get herself and Anya's thoughts on the upcoming championship that will be back just in a few moments time You're very welcome back here to the third part of Come On Kind with myself, Martin Quilty. We are now joined on the phone line by Roisin Phelan, intermediate uh, captain with Kilkenny, and she's also a star with uh, Conaghy Shamrocks as well. And we're going to preview the championship uh, coming up for next weekend as well. Um, so first things first, Anya, I think we might start off with the junior championship. Yeah, we will. We'll certainly start off. Roisin, how are you? Good. How are you, Anya? Um, Roshan, we'll just start off with the uh, Junior Championship there. So I suppose there's a good lot of teams that are involved in the Junior Championship this year. I suppose we'll be kind of looking at more so Moonkine. I was talking to Sarah Crowley last weekend and she's lost nine county finals with Moonkine. So I'm sure they're definitely going to be um, up there trying to win a county final. Just run through the other teams that are involved. You've obviously got Thomastown's second team, Dixborough's second team, Piltown's second team, your Conaghy yourselves, your second team in there. You've Nave Breach, which is only newly formed in the last year or two in Ballyragget you've got Greg Naman at Carrick Shock Tullaher and John Locks and Bennett's Bridge and Moonkine what way are you kind of predicting this championship this year? I'd say Moonkine will probably be going in to get back to the final anyway I think they have a very good team so I wouldn't be surprised to see them getting through the group anyway and I'd say going as far as the final again um, it's great to see so many teams in it um, especially ourselves being the second team now this year for the first time um, and there's roughly second season in it, so it's actually brilliant because to have the numbers, I suppose, to do that around the county. Um, so no, it should be a good championship. Very interesting. Uh, and just to kind of, you know, just focus on in on that for the second teams, for Conaghy yourself, I suppose you've got something down there where you've been so good at underage level, under 14, under 16, minor, under 21, the whole way up along. Do you feel like getting the second team involved is really helping develop the club as a whole unit and pushing the girls on for senior level too? Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, because there's sometimes a gap maybe after minor or that kind of way. So, like, just to keep girls playing and involved. Um, you kind of do, you, you do lose girls through, like, going off to college and things like that. So, if they're not playing, like, if they don't have the opportunity, that's how you lose girls. And we've had success underage. So, trying to just keep the girls in it. And, yeah, exactly. It's a great second zone to have for us, especially, like, if the girls want to do play senior and work their way up. Um, it'll be brilliant, hopefully. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so we'll just quickly move on then to the, the Shaw's Department Stores Intermediate Championship. Um, I suppose, you know, yourselves, you're, you came out of it last year, so you're up senior this year, so you'd be very familiar with a lot of the teams. We'll just quick, quickly run through them. We've got uh, Barra Rangers, um, we'll be playing Roar Nishtig. You've got James Stevens out against Danes Fort, that's Group A. In Group B, and um, in Group B, so you're going to have three teams. So it's going to be one team in Group B is going to play a team in Group C. So you're going to have Emerald St. Anne's, who you who yourselves you, you beat last year, um, will be coming up against Ballyhale Shamrocks. You've O'Loughlin Gales are playing St. Clair's and you've got Glenn Moore playing against Mullinabat. Out of those games, I suppose next weekend, we'll start with Barra Rangers and Roar and Stieg. Who are you kind of fancying to, to get over the line in that game? Ah, uh, geez, yeah. 
a lot of competition now in intermediate. Um, it's brilliant. I'd say, oh, could give us about Rangers. We played them in a challenge this morning, actually, and um, they're getting ready for it. I think they're really building nicely now, to be honest. So I'd fancy them in that one, I think. Okay, and then for, we'll say, the James Stevens and Danes Four game? I think the village could do it. I feel like they have a lot of good young players. Um, would have played with some of them this year in with County and somewhat seniors. Um, so I think Jay Stevens could surprise a lot and do well now this year after coming up. Yeah, like I'm, I will actually just put a note on that. We actually played James Stevens ourselves in a challenge match on Friday evening, and I must say, for a team that have literally only come up through the ranks at junior level, they have such a good structure there. They're so well composed over the ball, and they're so physically strong that I actually think that James Stevens could be the dark horses for the intermediate championship this year. They might need another year, maybe at that level, before they can hit to to the real senior level. As you know, Roisin, you know intermediate is it's a hard level to get out of, and once you get up to senior level yeah, I really have to be up to that level so yeah I, I, I agree with you on that one I think James Stevens there could be in with a shout there on the other side then we have Emerald St. Anne's up against Ballyhale Shamrocks how do you see this one going? That'll be close um, I think Emerald now could I think they'll pick it but um, yeah Ballyhale are strong too um, that could be a good group now to keep an eye on and then we'll move on to the O'Loughlin Gales and St. Clair's um, I think I'd probably go with Lachlan's. I think they're a nice young team. They're very fit and fast. Um, I remember playing them and they're well able to work the ball around. So I think I'd give that one to Lachlan now. Now that's a repeat of the junior final a couple of years ago as well. And I know that Lachlan's probably have progressed um, just a small bit more than St. Clair's at the minute. Uh, I know we can't take much in the summer leagues uh, that was played during the year because you're missing an awful lot of county players. Um, but I think O'Loughlin's done slightly better in the summer league when it came to it. So, yeah, that that, that could be a very close game as well. She could. And I suppose then to, on the other side of that, Laura Green is going to be a, a massive absence on the O'Loughlin Gales team as well. And the fact that she's gone to Dubai now teaching, you know, she is going to be a huge, huge loss for them. She's just a power engine. I suppose, Roisin, you would have, you would have had her with the intermediates at the start of the year before she before she decided to go abroad. And like she yeah. is, she's a massive engine at midfield. So like that could definitely be, that could be definitely something that St. Clair's can zone in on because it was, I think it was, was it only a point? that was, It was a winning point, I think Sarah Burke actually got in that county final over in Callan the Euro Lachlan's about St. Clair's Yeah it was very close anyway I know I, I, I'm nearly sure that you're dead right there there was something late in it anyway it was so tight up all along through it um, but it was very very close but that could be a, a very tight game that, that could potentially be the, the game of the weekend at the intermediate level of Lachlan's and St. Clair's and then finally we'll move on to Glenmore and Mon Lavat how, how do you see this one going Roisin? I probably fancy Monlevat. I say they want they want to start well. I think after coming down, and sure, I think that sure Leanne Fenley's back from Australia. Julianne Malone. Um, so I think now they'll be they'll be going in for to get a good win now to start off with, and kind of keep them all high high. So I'd say uh, I'd watch Monlevat for that one. I think. Yeah, the same two teams actually played at the quarter-final stage last year because I was watching it, um, the game was played in Sleeve and Glenmore actually put it up to Mullinavat for long periods of time in that game and played very, very well. Now, I've done a couple of challenge matches and the summer leagues with Glenmore as well and they're actually playing much better this year, I personally think, than they were last year. Now, I know Julianne will be a huge benefit as well coming back to Mullinavat. Leanne was there last year um, towards the, the end of the latter stages and that and she did help him but with Julianne back... I think they could actually be the dark horses this year. Now, I know Michelle is missing for Mullinavat this year, um, which I suppose you can bring back Julianne and then you're missing somebody else. But I don't know. I, I think that could be a, another close game and I wouldn't uh, rule out uh, Mullinavat off or, just, or Glenmore off it just yet. No, certainly not. And I do think that come towards the latter end of the season, I do think that we are going to potentially see um, Mullinavat there, thereabouts. I, I do think that they will probably break into the final too. But I think, you know, Emerald St. Anne's have suffered a lot of heartbreak over the last couple of years. They've been competing in county finals. They've been in county semi-finals. You know, they're working really solid as a unit. And I must say they have a really good, strong group of underage girls coming up to the fore and they're slotting in nicely into the into that there. So I think think the likes of Neve Lahey, Davina Tobin, Neve Sweeney, I think they will really drive this team on. You know, I know Neve Lahey after last weekend, she was 
absolutely heartbroken and I know she really just wants to push on now for the club so you know I think that they're going to have a huge say in the intermediate championship this, this year but I do think Mullinavat are going to be the dark horses I do think they're going to come out on top and I think that just their experience alone with Lane Aylward um, Leanne Fennelly and Julianne Malone there you know what a spine to have really like three you know, three top class players, three former senior intercounty players. You know, it, it, they're going to be they're going to be there thereabouts anyway. Certainly, come the latter stages of the championship. Roisin, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot just before we come to the senior grade because I know you're not going to predict a winner when it comes to that but I'm going to ask yourself and Anya I'm going to start with you first of all to uh, predict your overall winner coming out of the junior championship uh, to see who you fancy uh, and I know there hasn't been a game played in it yet so it's just a small little bit of fun just to see where we go with this so your prediction for the junior winners first of all um, For the junior I think I'll give some coin. I think they were close last year, very close. So I think they'll go all the way. Okay, Anya, what about yourself? Oh, I'm going to have to go on Moonkind just for Sarah Crowley alone. I'd say she'll yeah. uh, she'd be giving out stink if we don't uh, give Moonkind the nod there. But I do think I do think they will push on this year. But as I said last week, I think the second teams could have a fair going and a fair say in that junior championship as well. Yeah, well, if you don't go for sports, she could kill you. It could be detrimental to her as well. Uh, Roisin, with yourself then, I'm going to ask you then for the intermediate overall winner then, who you think it's going to be? Overall? Um, yeah, I think it'll be tight. I think Paul Sounder is a good shout. And yeah, well, I think Emerald St. Anne will be there too. I think they're going in for it now this year. Well, that, that's two, but I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. One. Pick your winner. I'll give it to Emerald St. Anne. Okay. Anya, what about yourself? I'm actually going to go Mullen Vat. Just like that. One word, Mullen Vat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that comes to it. So, uh, I suppose then, Roisin, it was fantastic victory for yourselves last year in the intermediate grade. Uh, and to get up senior was fantastic for the club. You're only a newly formed club you could say really because you haven't been in existence that long and to go through the grades and come from junior all the way up then and participate in senior I suppose first of all your thoughts of actually been playing in the senior championship for uh, the coming season Yeah no I think we're really supported like it was such experience for us like I said yeah we worked our way up um, and to get there is brilliant uh, so I think everyone's really supported and it'll be a good challenge for us I think and it'll kind of show us where we are um, but sure, for the girls like coming through, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, so hopefully now, hopefully the plan is stay up there anyway for a few years anyway and see how we fare. But yeah, no, looking forward to it. I think you know, Roshin, you're you're being a little bit modest there on the fact that, <laughs> that you know, yeah, okay, it has taken you a bit to get up there, and you know, you've had such a really good underage structure as we spoke about earlier on because you've been constantly competing in Rhine County finals and winning, and if not winning, but you have been getting to them there. Um, do you think like you know, there's a fierce excitement? There's probably no fear in the younger girls there. Like, how do you think that they're coping with you know the challenge and the expectation of playing at senior level with the club? I actually, it hasn't really phased them at all. I think literally, like what you said there, like no fear. Those girls, like they're brilliant. Uh, like not about it's planning at at level. Like it's tough when you're coming out minor. Like some of them were under sixteen last year, and Emma Hall, who won player of the match in our county final last year, she was under sixteen and the performance she pulled out. So I think because they're so young, like no one has any expectations on them, so they can literally just go out and hurl, and it's brilliant, brilliant to watch. But it must be like a huge honour for your club to get up to senior level and then obviously for yourself to Captain Kilkenny um, to an All-Ireland final as well. You know, things are really things are really going really well in Connie at the moment. Yeah, like last year was brilliant. The under 16s won like the A county final, the minors won their B county final and then to get over the line at the intermediate was brilliant. Um, so yeah, no, all these little things are adding up nicely for us and we're lucky. We're just lucky with the group we have at the minute. Um, so yeah that's the thing just keep everyone there keep everyone together and push it on again even further if we can Okay I suppose looking at the, the first round games then coming up uh, St. Bridget's versus Young Ireland's is the first one that comes up on my list here so uh, a good tight game Young Ireland's as we know has a couple of young uh, talents out there lots of experience as well you had Steffi and uh, Tiffy playing um, uh, at Crow Park level Steffi at the senior level and Tiffy with yourselves last Sunday so how do you see that one going? 
Uh, I think Goran would pick with it. I'd say Goran are very strong. I think they've, like you said, those girls, and I think they've got spine there. Um, but it'll be good. It'll be interesting. I think first round match, they're kind of hard to call because literally people might not play each other now in a while. Do you know what I mean? So it'll be interesting, but I'd say Goran now might be, they're a good, strong physical team. So I think they could be one to watch there. Yeah, like I, I tend to agree with you on that there. They they are quite young. The one thing I will say about St. Bridges of Ballycallan, they have like, quite similar to yourselves, really. They're kind of there competing in like A County finals at all levels. They have a really good, you know, underage structure there as well. Their their junior team, their second junior team that I actually put in that they put in this year. Um, I know they're playing in the C Championship, but they are phenomenal. They're absolutely exceptional. As far as I know, like they're they're beating the beating the lard out of every team that they're coming up against at junior level because there's so many young ones coming up there. I do think it's going to be a really tight game, but I do think that Young Ireland are just going to have that little bit more experience to get them over the line. I think that's going to be a very, very tight game. And, you know, that's a group it, that, that's, a, that's a group that whoever gets out of that could be comfortably going into a, a county semi-final. Yeah, and moving on then, I suppose, uh, we'll do, uh, who is that one? Dixborough and St. Martins. I think I think realistically um, you know we've played Dixborough we've played um, St. Martins in a challenge match this year I think they have nearly 40 girls down training again another club that have you know they've put in a second team too um, I'm afraid to say that Dixborough are going to get the line here because Lillian is looking at me with daggers here so we have to be very very careful um, I do think though Dixborough are going to get over the line here against Muckley Um I, I just think that they have such a, a really good um, structure in place and I think they're very, very much hurt by the fact that they won the county final in 2019 and then that they didn't get to it last year. I think they're very, very hurt over that. I think they kind of nearly fell asleep and kind of thought that they just had to go out and play the championship and they were kind of automatically going to be guaranteed and it goes to show that you're not guaranteed anything when it comes to club championship um, and I do think Dixborough are going to be all guns blazing come this come this end of the championship and I do think that they are going to get over the line there against Muckley this year but in saying that Muckley have Stacey Quirk back Edwina Keane I believe is back flying and sure we all know what kind of havoc Katie Nolan can cause as well so yeah but there's a lot of young girls there as well like Rebecca Roach she was playing centre back the day that we played them um, up in Muckley I think she's just a phenomenal player as well so there's going to be a couple of girls that we're going to be looking out for that you know they may not be the more known girls but when it comes to club they're real stalwarts for their club they're, they're really really good and the club needs players like her too yeah, they've come a long way in a couple of years. They were down in the relegation uh, final in 2018. Um, just having a look then, uh, they got to the quarterfinal last year. Like so, I mean, as you said, Stacey being back, they have great talent there. And we do know the, what Katie Nolan has had. But you're giving your nod to Dixborough um, on that one. So I suppose, Roisin, we go to yourselves then and looking at uh, Clara and Tullerone then. How do you see that one going? Clarence on her own. Yeah, I think it should be another good match. Well, <laughs> probably not that fine about this one. <laughs> I'm being bothered after watching what I say here now. Um, but yeah, no, could be good. I think, I don't know, I feel like Clara are a very strong team. I feel like they're very balanced. Um, they don't really depend on any one player too much. Um, well, if you could only more. see Anya's face here right now yeah, when you're I saying that. <laughs> <laughs> she won't be impressed with me now. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, I don't know. You'll have to watch out for Clara, I think. <laughs> well, I still think it will be a good game because, I mean, Tullerone yeah. has some very Absolutely. good players out there. I mean, you have yeah. the likes of Tara Ronan, you have Lauren uh, Ronan as well. I mean, you know, yourselves are still there. Noel Maris playing midfield, I still believe as well. And you have Grace, so I mean... It, you better go back there now and take yeah. Tara Ronan and Lauren Ronan off the Tullerone team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't don't think Adrian Rowan would be too happy with that. <laughs> we'll take him though. If they want to come to us, they're more than welcome. We'll take him. <laughs> Oh God, I'm even confusing myself here at the minute. So yeah, apologies, Ronnie. Yeah, no, wrong, wrong team altogether on that one. Um, but you were saying it um, earlier on. I mean, you were out at your uh, junior game this morning and that you have some nice talent is there as well uh, for your team. So I mean, you're going to be there, there about to think this year as well. 
Yeah, like we certainly will. Like, um, you know, I think it's just about kind of, you know, heading into the last week of championship and just making sure that all our minds are fully focused. And that'll be going for all club teams. You know, I don't think you can ever say at senior level that you're guaranteed it's always going to be the same teams that are in county finals. I know Thomastown are there nearly every second year. Um, bar them as the exception. But, you know, it really is a toss up. But, you know, the gap is slowly closing there on, you could say probably the top three in Kilkenny at the moment being Piltown. Um, Dixborough and Thomastown the gap is slowly but surely closing in there so it's really good to see like I know for Tullerone like we're a really really small club um, and then to, for us to have now I know listen we, we, we have a junior team we're, we struggle to field it but it's given the opportunity for girls that aren't necessarily getting games at senior level who are sitting on the line but who are making every single training session it's given them the opportunity to showcase their skill and it's developing them as a player it's making them stronger and in that then they're ready then to move on to a senior level and I'm sure Roshan you see that with the Conaghy girls like the second team it's it's literally it's developed them so that they can slot in there for your senior squad Absolutely give them a taste of like asking just out and then hopefully yeah, just build on that and work towards the senior team. Yeah. But you still went for Clara against Tullerone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be fair. Like I think if there's going to be any upset. This is the week to do it. Like catch people on the half first day out. Well, yeah, uh, I suppose yeah. then we have a repeat then of the 2018 final with uh, Pilltown and Thomastown. Thomastown, of course, are waiting to play in the Leinster Club final from 2020 that's going to be on at the end of November as well. So that's probably far in their minds at the minute and they're going to concentrate on what's coming up uh, next weekend because it could be a stumbler against Pilltown. There's not too many in that group. So I suppose a good start will be perfect for whoever is going to come out of it. So how do you see that one going, Roisin? Oh, I'd say that'd be a great game. Um, that's a really tough group. I think it's Town, Thomastown, and Fresher Lizoni, I think, isn't it? The three of them. Yeah. So I'd say they each, well, I think to get a win in the first day out, I'd be really into for any of them teams just to set them off. But, um, oh, I don't know. Town could be, Town could surprise us all. But then Thomastown, they're just so, so consistent, aren't they? So, I don't know. It'll be a good match though, I think. That's be brilliant, I'd say. Yeah, I think the one thing about these two teams, they know each other so well. Yeah. Um, so like well. they kind of have that near that arch rivalry when it comes to clubs. You know that, that there, there's a big rivalry yeah. there between the two of them. Um, I think the one thing I suppose Brian kind of spoke about it earlier on. If Katie Power is going to be available to play for Piltown, you know that's going to be a huge addition. And if she's not, it's going to be a huge loss. The one thing I will say about Piltown is, again, we played them in the All County League um, below in Tullerone there during the summer, and even without their seven or eight inter-county players from minor, intermediate and senior level, they are a serious force to be reckoned with. They have so many young girls that are coming up to the to the mark there. They're just phenomenal. They're so pacey. They're so strong and they have zero fear and they are so, so brave. And it's like they just slot in nicely there. Like, you know, Alan Roach has gone over Pilltown this year, you know, coming from a hurling background. So he like it, it means that Pilltown are serious about it. Like they're serious. They're serious contenders for a county final here. And they want they want to do well. Like they probably felt like they were you could say robbed a couple of years ago against yeah. Dixborough. You know, it was it was just it, it was it was it's a horrible goal for any goalie to have let in, and it just bounced. And Jenny Clifford was just she was just there to kind of there. you know yeah. to, to be in the eyesight of um of Eva Norris. But you know that's what got Dixborough over the line. But and I think though. I think Piltown have grown so much since then. You have to remember that Piltown were only, they were an intermediate team back in 2014. Were they? 2014. What year did they win the Club All-Ireland? That was 2015, wasn't it? It was because there was no one in March. Yeah. And I think they played actually St. Bridget's in the final the year before that, um, if I'm not mistaken. And they won it. So yeah, it would have been about 2014 they won the county final at intermediate level. Yeah. Yeah. So like their team, like they've worked so hard over the last couple of years and they've come up and they've really established themselves as the top three teams in Kilkenny like you know for teams that like all the rest of the teams are trying to do that you look at Freshford Lisdowney I know there's an amalgamation of the club there but Freshford Lisdowney have such a raw history 
of Camogie. How many county finals have they won? There was like, it was tit for tat between themselves and Muckalee, or themselves and uh, Mullinavat every single year. It was just, it was crazy. You know, you had the likes of the um, El- Amelda and Esther Kennedy. You had the Costello sisters. You had Gillian, Dylan, Marr, all these players, you know. So them joining forces now up with Liz Downey, like they, st- they still want to be competing at the, that level. But I think Pilltown, just to go back to them, I think they could, I think they could potentially get over the line against Thomastown next weekend because I think they'll be extremely hungry coming out in the first game and I know we said that Thomastown probably won't be focusing too much on the Leinster Championship but in the back of their mind that is going to be there. It has to be there. Yeah, it has to be there Mm. and I think, you know, I think if Pilltown can go out all guns blazing and out of the traps really fast I think they will pit them over the line. And just that you mentioned uh, St. Lactans there as well with Liz Downey amalgamated. I think the work that's actually been put in uh, St. Lactans over the last couple of years is now coming to fruition because as far as I know, they're now going to stop the amalgamation after this year and St. Lactans are actually going to go back out on their own again next year, which will be brilliant for the club up there. Yeah, it certainly was, I suppose, you know, I, I know from kind of living down there that there is a huge there is a huge tradition of camogie down there and you know I suppose like everywhere you walk like you just you know I know from being in being in the bar like in Farrells there's just there's a lovely picture there and it's just it's three time All-Ireland all winning club champions and it's just so nice to look at the picture and see all these amazing players and some of them are still heavily involved with the Kamal Club and that's really good to see like that they haven't forgot about the Kamal Club and even if they're not living there they're still involved in a Kamogi Club somewhere around the place you look at Marie O'Connor like you know she's got three club All-Ireland she was involved with the Intermediates last weekend like she's given her expertise into what she has learned from it and Dalton she's there as well like she's won her, her club All-Irelands her twin sister Mary the same you know there's just so many of them they had such a strong tradition and I think I think by right yeah they're better off to go back on themselves because if they do they do get their their ducks in a row like they can be competing back at the top there as well you know so um, good to hear that they are kind of going to go back to themselves but they definitely And you have Paula Dowling that's there yeah. as well that's now putting so much into the underage structures as well which is fabulous to see because her experience especially being I suppose of the, the older generation you know she was there when Anne was maybe a small kid coming up as she yeah. said herself coming in and now she's passing on her experience to the younger generation including the younger players above in Freshford you can't get that kind of exposure anywhere No that woman like she is constantly on the road like she is everywhere I met her the other night in the shop like and she was say, she was after coming back from it she was coming after coming back from one match and then she was getting ready the next morning because she had another two or three matches to go to and I was like I was tired listening to her I was like ah here Paula like but you know what she's just so energetic she's so bubbly and she loves it so much and it's not just camogie matches I don't think Freshford have ever played a hurling match and she's not there. Be it a challenge match in whatever end of the country she is there. Like, it's just her love for GA is just oh, it's, it's so infectious, infectious. Yeah, yeah. If you could only brilliant. bottle it yeah. um, but even the day that we were below in uh, Fermoy at the quarter finals like a young fella I think was playing in a, an under 15 game or something it was that day and she was coming to the sideline even to Aoife who's her other daughter to check on the score well how's the lads getting on how's mm. the lads getting on and when they were told they were ahead it was yesterday brilliant then when she was told they were down the face just dropped like as you said her infectious uh love of Gaelic games is mm. absolutely unbelievable um, so yeah we, we look forward to that I suppose Roisin we've done it deliberately we've left uh, the best wine until last uh, your own uh, game against Wine Gap uh, next yeah. weekend as well um, I suppose a, a tough one to start off with at senior grade very yeah <laughs> uh, yeah we'll probably get a nice introduction to the senior hurling on but uh, I know we're I don't know. Sure, we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. I think it'll be good. I think we're we're going to put it up to anything anyway. Um, we're mm-hmm. talking. We had a challenge there today, and we we're kind of talking. We're like, kind of look, keep the free count down. We know, like, Nico just popping over from anywhere, and like little things like that that you're like will help us. But um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. But um. Could be a bit of a lesson for us, but uh, we'll see. Do you know what? I actually think, you know, I think, I think Connie will pip this one. I just think that their talent and their pace alone 
Um, I think they'll get over the line against Wine Gap and I'm not just saying it because Roisin is on the line there. Um, <laughs> I do think, yeah, you're going to get an introduction into senior Camogie this weekend coming up against Wine Gap. Um, but I do also think that Wine Gap are going to fear are going to fear Connie as well. At the end of the day, Connie have nothing to lose. They're coming up, it's their first match. And I always kind of feel like for a club coming up and it's their first year in it, and especially their first match, they kind of really just throw everything at it. Like they're kind of setting a standard for themselves. I know that when we came up in 2016, our first match was against Pilltown and we went down to Pilltown and we actually bet them and we couldn't believe it. Um, yeah. And I do think... But you've nothing really to lose no, doing that. Nothing. You might as well just yeah, play with no a pressure, bit of freedom. Yeah. yeah, nothing. And I just think with the youth that Connie have coming in, like we played you in a challenge match there Oh, going back in the middle of the summer and any time we've actually played you in a challenge match to be fair you've always bet us and you know you've just been an absolute nightmare and <laughs> I, I just think I think Connie will get over the line against Wine Gap next weekend sorry to everybody in Wine Gap but I, I think they will <laughs> Well I'm not going to ask you for your predictions of the overall winner because that wouldn't be fair considering that the two of you involved in it and Lillian is looking over my shoulder here at the minute and I'm certainly not going to ask her uh, where St. Martin's is going to come or who is going to win the senior championship but as all I will say is it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks and we're certainly going to bring you all the action and previews uh, week in week out here which uh, we'll see at the end of the day we'll have different guests in who is going to be right with their predictions but uh, Roisin many thanks for joining us here on Come On Kind uh, this morning I know you've been a busy lady um, and it hasn't been easy uh, after last uh, Sunday as well but thanks very much for joining myself and Anya uh, on the phone here and predicting uh, coming forward for next weekend's games and the very best of luck to yourself and Conaghy in the senior championship as well uh, for not for just next week but for the championship as well so thanks a million Roisin thanks guys thanks for having me pleasure that was indeed Roisin Phelan joining us on the line previewing all of next week's actions. Well, that's where we have to leave it for this morning, folks. That was episode number three. Hopefully you enjoyed our podcast this morning. My many thanks to Liz Dempsey who was back with us all that time ago uh, discussing the All-Ireland final that she was involved as a referee to Brian Dowling, uh, the senior manager with the Kilkenny Ladies, giving us an insight, I suppose, of what he was looking for or what he may be looking for in the upcoming uh, season as well uh, getting prepar- or in preparation for next uh, year as well and I know Anya is absolutely bet she's going home for a nice long rest after her exploit this, my- uh, this morning I should say but that is it from uh, episode number three of Come On Kind hopefully you enjoy it don't forget to download it and have a listen on all the usual places that you find your podcast but until next uh, week um, and we preview the following weekend's games it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Anya. This is Come On Kind with Martin Clotty and Anya Fahey. Oh!